Uh, you can certainly do that uh, as well uh, if you would like. Uh, but the Bible uh, says in verse number 13, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace, and who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, uh, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And of course, we understand this account as it goes on that uh, full of, uh, fur, of uh, fury and uh, his visage was changed against them. He threw them into the fiery furnace. They were ultimately delivered uh, from the fiery furnace. And we love that part of the story. But I want to concentrate just a couple of minutes today uh, on uh, a verse uh, right before uh, we find them being thrown in uh, and preach a message entitled, Minds Made Up. Minds made up. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message. Uh, use it for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, when faced with this life or death situation, the three Hebrew children uh, took no time, zero time, uh, in deliberating uh, concerning the question that Nebuchadnezzar raised to them. Uh, they didn't hesitate. Uh, they, uh, whether they were going to comply or not comply, uh, to the law that had been made. And uh, in really, when it comes down to it, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar uh, had made a law that they absolutely could not follow. Uh, the Bible says that uh, we're to have no other gods before God. Uh, we're not to worship idols. And uh, so it was one of those types of laws uh, that they, uh, they could not uh, obey. And so there really wasn't much to think about. Uh, they answered straight away. They had some convictions based on what they understood the law to say, uh, the Word of God for them, and they uh, were not going to compromise them. Uh, and I, I wish that, uh, that all of us were like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, that we lived by conviction. Uh, but uh, the truth of the matter is that we, we often do what's convenient. Uh, we often do what, uh, what uh, we kind of roll with the punches, uh, but... Uh, but the truth of the matter also is this, uh, is that we'll all, we've all said this. We've all said it's, uh, it's a matter of principle. Uh, just uh, just you know, last week, uh, my car uh, was uh, backed into the Safeway parking lot. I, I told that story, and, uh, and not much was on there. You can go out to my car and see there's not very much on there. I've got some like rubbing you know, compound to kind of rub the scratches out, and that's probably about all that it will take to, to fix it. But the person who hit the car left uh, and drove off, and, uh, and, and so I called the police, and they came and, uh, and went to their home and actually followed the police to their home. Uh, and uh, and the, whole, the whole point was the principle. 
the principle being, I mean, I looked at my, uh, you know, the back of my car and I, and I saw, well, really, there really isn't anything there. But, but also, they left. They didn't contact me and almost run me over. So uh, I decided it's a matter of principle uh, that I was going to pursue uh, the law enforcement uh, in following up with what had happened. Um, you, you might get a steak at a restaurant uh, one day when, uh, remember that? Remember when you used to go to places to eat and, uh, and uh, one day uh, we'll be able to do that again and, and you might get a steak that comes out and it's not to your liking. And you'll think, well, uh, I've been waiting for months <laughs> to come out and eat this steak uh, and so you send it back to the kitchen for them to get it right because it's a matter of principle. Uh, you're paying money uh, for uh, that that piece of steak, and uh, and so it and you ask for it to be whatever medium uh, or medium rare. If you ask for it to be well done, uh, you need to get saved, uh, and because uh, nobody should ever eat steak that way. Uh, but uh, but uh, it's a matter of principle. We we say it and we do that all the time, but then it almost stops when it comes to the things of God. Uh, we'll do many things as a matter of principle. But serving God, or those things we might not uh, because of uh, the difficulties and things that it may cause us. So the law was set, and uh, if people didn't bow down uh, when the music played, they were thrown into the fiery furnace. Uh, And then it gets down, and he says this in verse number 16, where we're going to draw most of what we talk about today. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Uh, what does that mean? Now, we, we might think of the word careful, uh, where the Bible says be careful for nothing. Uh, it's, uh, we're not to be worried, whatever. There's that meaning of that in Scripture. That's not the meaning of this here. Basically, what they were saying uh, was that they had no need to answer the king. They said, we, uh, are, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Uh, we have no need to answer you. Uh, our minds are made up. Your mind is made up. And there's just really no use talking about it. That's really the context of what is being said there. There was a law that was passed. They could not obey it. Uh, they were going to enforce it. And so it just was what it was. Says we 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 have there's no use in answering you uh, about this whole thing, uh, and said if it be so, uh, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. Uh, but if not, uh, let it be known, O King, that we're not going to bow down. And it's kind of uh, there's a little bit of irony in there because if God didn't deliver them, uh, they really couldn't bow down, <laughs> right? Uh, and uh, and so to me, I almost read it. Uh, well, of course, why would that be? They would have perished in the fiery furnace. Uh, but it's almost like you're going to, you know, there's certain death if you throw us in the furnace, but if, if we die, we're still not going to bow down. It's kind of what he was saying. It was poking him in the eye and saying, there's nothing you can do that is going to make us disobey God. And we know that that principle is throughout the Bible and all of us should follow that. And, uh, and uh, uh, but uh, we sometimes don't, and, uh, and I really want to, uh, to touch on that matter uh, today. He said, we uh, have no need to answer you. Uh, our minds are made up. What if, what if uh, we obeyed God um, regardless of the feelings that we have? Uh, we know there are many passages in the Bible we go to to uh, look at 
um, how people reasoned and thought things out. Uh, we, but the scriptures where the Bible is clear, the Bible's clear, and we're supposed to obey God. We, uh, Brother Jess and I were talking about something this morning where, uh, where you know, the Bible does say uh, that we're going to be tried uh, and our works uh, are going to be tried, but uh, there's a vast majority of Christianity that says uh, your works, you don't have to worry about doing anything. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, God is concerned with it, and it, and, and it doesn't matter if I feel uh, that, uh, that that's unfair or unloving or that it's, uh, uh, I'm not some type of performing monkey uh, going through life and, and, and just doing things to merit grace with God. It doesn't matter what I feel about it or what I've thought about it. The fact of the matter is that God says one day we're going to stand before Him and give an account of the things which we have done. <laughs> uh, those, those are our works. Uh, so uh, there, you know, it, what if we just obeyed God regardless of feelings? What if we obeyed God regardless of the circumstances that we're in? Uh, all of us, because we're human beings, we do everything that we can uh, to try to avoid pain and discomfort and suffering. Uh, and, and whenever we have pain or discomfort or suffering, we ask God to, uh, to deliver us from it uh, because it's uncomfortable, it's painful. Uh, but uh, we know in Scripture that God often allows those things to take place uh, to prove us, to test us, to see whether we're His or not, or, uh, or to find if we have faith or unbelief, if we really trust Him or not. Uh, there are a lot of testings and provings that God does. So when trials and tribulations come, uh, God says we're to be thankful for them because they are what God is using to form and shape us into the, the Christians that we ought to be. And can't really get into that. Uh, for sake of time, but uh, we need to obey God regardless of the circumstances that we're in or the consequences uh, that those decisions to stand for God uh, will bring us. So, so our mind uh, needs to be made up concerning the principles of the Word of God, the convictions uh, in the Word of God. Now, Obviously, I'm making uh, a comparison or an analogy to uh, or an illustration of uh, the fact that I believe Christians ought to go to church uh, even during um, crises. That's uh, why we've had services every time. There's always been every service we've had. Uh, there have been a, at least a few people here uh, in the services. And I want to make sure that, uh, that you can live by principle. If you believe the principle of going to church and, uh, and uh, being faithful to that and not forsaking the assembling of yourselves, I don't want to make a decision that would cause you to sin against God and your conscience. So we have always had uh, the things. And, uh, but because I've had that, I've been criticized for it. Um, uh, and by the way, and I said this on social media before I came in here this morning, uh, if you live by biblical, biblical conviction for five minutes, you're going to be criticized. Um, as, I, as long as I've been saved and trying to serve God, I've been criticized for not loving people. Uh, because, uh, because we tell them about sin or, uh, or uh, we have a, a biblical standard or some rule or we're against this sin and that sin or some social thing. And, uh, and, uh, and I've, been, I've been accused of not loving people uh, simply because I think people should, like I, because I wear a tie and, uh, and a jacket when I preach. And that's going to make somebody uncomfortable and so uh, I shouldn't do it. And so I've been criticized for not loving people uh, from the time I began serving the Lord. Biblical conviction, standing for something people are not going to understand 
why it is that you take those stands. A few weeks ago, uh, we had had, after a Sunday night service, uh, the, um, uh, somebody who was on uh, our, uh, and we've done this course on the BBC members page, uh, but somebody that I've known my entire life, uh, who was a friend on, uh, on Facebook, uh, and uh, I got home. Man, we had a good day. I was just having a, having a wonderful time. Uh, one of my favorite times of the week are Sunday night. After the pressure of, of preaching uh, several messages and uh, just ministering and the heaviness and things that come from that, I just like to go home and, uh, and maybe grab a, a little something to eat and kick my feet up and, and just enjoy a, a restful evening. And then somebody uh, got a, has got to uh, send me a message and tell me how I'm part of the problem, not part of the solution, how, how, how wrong it is uh, for this and that and on and on and how I don't love people and, and I just want people to die and on and on. It doesn't matter. And, and I just got done preaching that message that night uh, explaining biblically uh, why it is that we were having services, et cetera, et cetera, in my heart on the matter. And I felt like I had, you know, done well and explained it pretty well. But the bottom line is, is that you can't always, you're not going to please everybody. And people are not going to understand. And by the way, if they didn't understand why you, went to, why you go to church on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights before a pandemic, they're not going to understand why you go to, why you go to church during one. And, and, it's, and, you, and there's just no way uh, you can explain it. And, and by the way, that person is a professing Christian. Uh, and, 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 by, and also, uh, I don't think that uh, I have been criticized for having church by, by one lost person that I, can, that I can think of off the top of my head. Any criticism that I have received has been from another professing Christian. So that'll just go to tell you that when you stand and live by conviction... And by the way, we have not been doing it kind of out there and in your face uh, and, uh, and all this kind of stuff. We've been pretty discreet about it uh, and ministering to our church family. And as much as I've tried uh, to, not, to not do that, it still uh, will uh, find, uh, the criticism will find you. Uh, but matters, there's a difference between matters of opinions and matters of opinion and matters of principle. Um, all of us have opinions, uh, and there's a lot of cliches about that, you know, like armpits, and they all stink, you know, uh, we all have them, uh, and, uh, and by the way, you, are, you have a right to your own opinions, uh, maybe, uh, and, uh, and here's what I mean by that, you have a right to an informed opinion. Not every opinion we have about things is an accurate opinion. Uh, so I try not to live by opinions, because I have opinions about, uh, about how the germs spread, and, uh, and this, that, and the other. I mean, everything about work, and we're supposed to trust science. We can't trust politics, uh, politicians. We can't trust science and scientists. Uh, and everybody is just disagreeing and, uh, and blowing stuff out of proportion. And, you know, and now we're going to, you know, uh, uh, people, uh, the, the poison control centers uh, are just, re- just overwhelmed uh, by people calling about injecting Lysol and disinfectant uh, into themselves. And, and that's, how, that's how dumb we are. Uh, and, uh, and there's the whole, remember that, you know, uh, there's a, that was that thing years ago, a bumper sticker, it says, um, you know, 
uh, like kill them all and let God sort them out or some kind of thing like that. Remember that? Uh, and uh, there's, there's kind of the whole survival of the fittest, and I've seen people kidding about, let's not, let's not tell people not to do that, uh, and, uh, and just kind of uh, uh, the gene pool get cleaned out a little bit. Uh, there's just a whole lot of ignorance and, and uh, stupidity uh, that is out there. Of course, you're not supposed to inject yourself with Lysol and disinfectant. Uh, and uh, so uh, there are uh, the, the, and by the way, it's the same ones that were eating Tide Pods that are probably calling uh, the, uh, the Poison Control Center. Mine's made up. I say, you're being mean. I know I'm having a little bit of fun uh, here uh, this morning. Matters of opinion, matters of principle. To the, to the healthy conscience, the duty of fidelity to God is clear and unquestionable. Let me read that again. To the healthy conscience, the duty of fidelity to God is clear and unquestionable. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, all they had to do was hear the decree and know that they weren't going to obey it. The king made a decree, a law, that they could not possibly obey. Now, there is a, you know, obviously, we have as a church, uh, made concessions to uh, our, uh, the amounts of services that we're having uh, and trying to be balanced with that uh, and uh, in, in be social distance, have these types of things. Uh, but for me, when it's like, you can't have church, uh, we're going to fine you, uh, and all that kind of stuff crosses a line for me. Uh, and and uh, I'm not trying to be an activist about it. It's just uh, my mind's made up. And my mind was made up long before uh, anything happened. Uh, I had a conviction about going to church, and I've had one for years and years and years and years. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, it's my duty in that is unquestionable. Uh, so if government says uh, you cannot have church, uh, I, I'm still going to have church. Why? Uh, because it's a law and it's a decree that I cannot obey. Uh, because I have a scripture and a, a principle that I live by. And it's not just Hebrews 10.25 and forsaking the assembly, but God loved the church. The church is the pillar and ground of truth. Uh, as a shepherd to, to sheep, uh, I have a responsibility. I feel like my responsibility to feed you is more important than McDonald's responsibility to feed you. And so I have to live by principle. So I'm going to be at church, and if you come, if, if you don't come, I'm not going to, because, you, by the way, biblical convictions, you need to have them, and they need to be personal convictions. If you live on my convictions, you'll, you'll you know, do them, not do them, uh, the, you know, no matter which way the wind blows, you might change them because they're not your convictions. You need to have biblical convictions that you live by. And so if, if someone says, uh, you can't have church, uh, then, uh, then what are you going to do? And that's what people have been, and uh, p- preachers who have been questioning all this and trying to lead their congregation. I'm not judging them uh, for what they have done. I feel, I feel bad and guilty about some of the things I've done, trying to navigate through this crisis. But I know this. Uh, we're just, we've got to obey God uh, rather than man. And, uh, and I'm thankful that God's been gracious to us and good, and we've just not had a whole lot of trouble. We've had, uh, you know, outside of some criticisms and some people driving through uh, services or whatnot. 
There really hasn't been, uh, and there probably won't be much of that now as we get on uh, to where things are opening up. And there's a lot of other states that, uh, that had never uh, done some of the things that we have done and, uh, or have deemed churches to be uh, essential places, and uh, they need to follow uh, the, the rules and the sanitary rules. And, uh, but, you know, uh, uh, our duty to God should be just as, uh, just as clear and unquestionable as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, when, when the world or man or govern, government uh, makes a decree or a law, and by the way, uh, you, you know there's not a whole lot of teeth in it when our governor says stuff like, uh, you know, uh, what the consequences are when your elderly loved one dies. Uh, or, uh, oh, young people, uh, your parents should take you out of, uh, out of their will if you're outside riding your bikes around and stuff like that. Uh, it's, uh, it's crazy. Uh, but, uh, but I, you know, we are to obey the Lord. Number two, when duty is clear, action should be prompt. Let's read back in our text. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. It would be so, uh, if, but if not, uh, and then Nebuchadnezzar threw him in the fire furnace. There just was no, uh, let, you know, let me consider it and let me pray about it. Um, he made a decree. They couldn't obey it. They said, here's what it is. There's no sense in arguing about it. Our mind's made up. Your mind is made up. Uh, and so, let's, you know, it is what it is. He was angry. He threw him in there. Not only did he throw him in there, but he made the furnace seven times hotter than it normally is so that the people that threw them in there died. They burned up. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, you ever, uh, you ever put a log on a, on, a, on a fire and you just get, it's just blazing hot and your, you know, eyebrows and all that, uh, the hair on your arms burn up? A uh, whole lot worse than that. I mean, they died. Uh, and so he made it worse uh, for them. Uh, but when duty is clear, we just, we just have to obey. What do we do? We just, we just, well, we just go to church or uh, we read our Bible, we pray. Uh, there, by the way, over the course of our history, uh, there have been a lot of things that obviously we defy. Uh, prayer uh, and uh, say you can't pray in schools. We've been fighting that battle for, uh, for years and people would still go and they would still have uh, uh, prayer meetings and, uh, and gather other students and uh, you can't preach against this and that. This is a hate crime and on and on and on and on. Uh, we have been sending missionaries. In fact, I had uh, one of our uh, missionaries to China uh, who, uh, who s- they smuggle in uh, Bibles and fly things into North Korea uh, and all of that, uh, sent me a message yesterday uh, and said, hey, Brother Reno, how are you doing? They're in, the, uh, they're in the States, obviously, because of all that's going on. They said, hey, how's things going? And here's what I said to us. I said, I'm pretending to be a missionary in a closed country. And, uh, and, on and, on. and so he's just getting a kick out of that, right? Because he, he lives by that every, every single day. Um, doing for God what that government says that they can't do uh, and does it in peril uh, uh, of life. And uh, in, in reg- faith, faith, true faith, uh, is not afraid uh, of the threats of the world or the threats of men. And so, so they have these uh, uh, churches and underground churches and, and we do that all the time. Uh, in our faith and in our churches. Uh, but somehow, uh, you know, if you go to church, uh, you don't love people uh, and you don't care about whatever and on and on. Uh, it's just, it's just uh, um, uh, nonsense. Number three, 
There is no need to fear the consequences when we are on the path of duty. Uh, the Bible says that we are going to suffer. The Bible says we should suffer for well-doing. Uh, I've got zero uh, concern about suffering that comes from my obedience to God in any area of my life, whether it's going to church, whatever. Um, I, I invite it, in fact. I would rather, there's a part of me, uh, and I've said this even in soul winning, when somebody is mean to me, slams the door or whatever, swears at me and curses me, tells me to leave their property or whatever, uh, there's a part of me that's like, yes. Uh, because uh, I get to be a partaker of the fellowship of his sufferings. Uh, and, uh, and there is a, uh, it's not being sadistic or whatever, but when, when people, for Christ's sake, persecute me, that's good for me. That's good for you. Uh, and because the Bible says we should expect it, uh, and there are crowns and things that are attached to that, there's no need to fear consequences when we're on the path of duty. Number four, there are times when it is best, and this is where I'm going to spend the rest of my time this morning, there are times when it is best to do our duty without attempting to explain or defend it. Let me read that again. There are times when it is best to do our duty without attempting to explain or defend it. Why is that? I think because there are times when the defense of our conduct is useless. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't help. Uh, and uh, number one, because it's misunderstood. Here's what the Bible says. It's the natural man knoweth not the things of God. Why? Uh, the Bible says they're spiritually discerned. Uh, I mentioned a little while ago, if people don't understand why you would go to church on Sunday night or Wednesday night or when the doors are open, they're not going to understand why it is so important to you uh, to go to church when you're told not to go to church or going to church might uh, be dangerous to you. Uh, and let me say this about jobs and, uh, and opening up things and essential and non-essential. There are people that go to work every single day, uh, dangerous work that they might die from. Uh, police officers and firemen, uh, medical personnel, military personnel. Um, there are a lot of things, you know, uh, that a lot of jobs that are out there, lots of them, that people do them and they are dangerous, dangerous jobs, all right? And, uh, and even stuff like, you know, crabbing in Alaska uh, or, uh, you know, or I watched, uh, you know, somebody changing a light bulb on some, like, tower light that is, uh, you know, so many thousand feet up. And there are people that do that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and they do it, and, they, and many of them get paid, uh, according to the danger level of what they, they do, or, or like if we send military uh, into, uh, uh, into war zones, they get things called hazard pay. Uh, and we recognize all that, but there are a lot of people, and people will take that risk. And, uh, and, uh, and I had somebody the other day uh, who, uh, who I know is a liberal, uh, and, uh, and here's that, I use this line, I said, my body, my choice. And, uh, and uh, they said, well, that, you know, that's, that's different because somebody who gets an abortion uh, it doesn't affect anybody else. And I'm like, can you say that again? And of course it affects somebody else. But they're saying it's my body and my choice. And so if I want to, uh, you know, if people are afraid if they're, uh, of that, they, and if the government lifts the bans and whatever, and if somebody's afraid, they can certainly stay home. Uh, but, uh, but I just think people 
uh, need to get back to work and, and things. So, uh, so if you explain to them your position, it's, they're not going to understand it. Uh, they don't. They don't get it. If they people people, the reason I get criticized is because they don't. People don't get and understand, especially people who aren't saved. Uh, my dedication to uh, the Lord and church and things like that. They just. It's. Uh, they don't understand it. They can't. They're not. Uh, you know, when I say it's a sin or a sin of conscience or to him that knows to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Uh, they don't understand because they don't understand the law of God and they're not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. They're under condemnation. Uh, and and uh, I'm no longer, if you're saved, you're no longer under condemnation in Christ Jesus. Uh, but we are to obey uh, God, obey uh, the Spirit uh, as He leads in our life. And, uh, and, uh, and when you say to somebody, I just believe God wants me to go to church, they're going to like, you're crazy. They're not going to understand it. So uh, there's, there's a, a spirit of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where they just, where you have to say, we're, we're not careful to answer you. Um, it, it's, it's useless. Uh, my mind is made up. We have no, I have no need to answer. That's what I told that one, uh, that one lady. I said, I don't answer to you for what I do. It's almost, I, I've been using that line since I've been a kid. Remember that? When you tell people, you're not my boss. You're not the boss of me. Uh, so I said to her, I don't have to answer to you. Uh, about why it is that I do what I do or what I believe, and because they're just not going to understand it. The second thing or reason why the defense of our conduct sometimes is useless is because uh, an adverse decision uh, is, is already de- decided upon. It's why they're confronting you. It's like one of those deals where, you know, that, there's that saying, a bulldog can whip a skunk every time, it's just not worth the stink. Uh, there are battles that we, that we fight. There's battles that we don't fight. And someone who, uh, you know, it, when someone calls this church uh, to tell me um, they think it's terrible that I left, that I left the gospel track on their door and, and, and I should be ashamed of myself and, and on and on and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know what? That person probably was never going to come to Berean Baptist Church in the first place. And, uh, and so I say, I'll say stuff like, well, tell me where you live, and we won't come there again. I'm not telling you where I live. I said, well, then no promises, buddy. You might get another one on your door. Oh, and you call yourself a pastor uh, because I'm just, because I'm saying, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm a pastor. Well, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, you got the address to my church. Come down and tell me about it. You say, you're provoking people. No, I'm trying to stand up. And, and we have, we have uh, rights and uh, privileges that we have from the Word of God and our Constitution. And, and, uh, and I've been, long before the coronavirus, when somebody comes to me and says, hey, sir, you can't be in our subdivision. Uh, I'll say, well, I have, I have some uh, a, a rights that allow for me to be in your subdivision. And uh, I said, you don't want to violate my civil rights, do you? Well, no, uh, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, they'll, uh, please show up, and say, pastor, you're, you know, making people upset, I understand, but they don't understand that I'm the best friend uh, that they've got right now uh, to tell them about the gospel, and so, so I uh, will, uh, when I see a, a no solicitation sign in a subdivision, hasn't stopped me yet, and it won't. Say, well, that, you need to obey and on and on and on. No, I'm supposed to give people the gospel. Uh, and, uh, and, just, and by the way, uh, no solicitation sign has as much teeth in it as, as the governor's uh, stay-at-home order. 
Uh, and, uh, and so when you look into those things, they're just kinda, it's just kind of silly. Uh, and uh, so uh, now if, if I, I, I don't knock, if somebody has a no solicitation sign, I don't knock on their door. I just leave a track. Uh, if, uh, and I do if it says no soliciting, uh, no selling this, no religious people, no, and they, they, they cover all their bases, I still stick a track in the door. Uh, and, uh, and so if they, if they pick it up and read it, at least they've read it. Uh, and uh, if they're just going to throw it away, then they're going to throw it away. Uh, but we've got to uh, obey the Lord in spreading the gospel. Uh, sometimes it's useless because it will be misunderstood because opinions have already been made uh, and, uh, and their opinion will not be affected by, uh, by contrary reason. When you try to explain your reason, their mind is made up. They said, King, our mind is made up. Your mind is made up. It is what it is. We can't obey it. Uh, and just so you know, uh, if God doesn't deliver us, we still ain't going to obey it. And uh, well, he's, again, he's just saying, uh, this, is a, this is a no deal. Uh, we're not going to do it. Number three, it sometimes injures our cause to defend it. And here's what I mean by that. When somebody says, uh, I don't think this, and you should, whatever, and, and uh, in church, and, and how many, you know, there's so many questions that people give, like the one I heard the other day, it's like, how many, how many lives are worth saving a job? Uh, those type of gotcha nonsense questions that people ask our president or other politicians, stuff like that, it's, just, it's such a shameful, uh, you know, crazy day uh, and age. Don't trust a, a one of them. Uh, and, uh, but... But here's, here's, what, here's what I think we should do as Christians. Sometimes the best, this is the best thing we can do, uh, is to just live the criticisms down uh, with, with quiet persistence. You live it down with quiet persistence in your life. Um, you know, they're, um, my neighbors in my subdivision, uh, they've, they've seen me get up and go to, and go to church uh, for the services since this pandemic has begun. They know, they know I'm just, I'm just going to be consistent and persistent. I'm just going to live out my biblical convictions, uh, whether, whether I, uh, you know, and by the way, uh, I'm not going to go move to a red state so that it's easier for me uh, to, to live my convictions. Uh, because we are salt and light. And places that are dark need light. Uh, and if everybody that is good in light and salt leaves the dark places, that's no good. Seattle, Tacoma, this area, they need gospel lights, uh, and, uh, and we need to be that. So what do we do? We just, we're just persistent about it. Uh, Brother Reno, I just don't agree with it. Uh, it's okay. Um, you can disagree, uh, but, you know, I'm not going to argue with you about it. Why? Because I've made my mind up. I'm fully persuaded in my own mind. I've been fully persuaded in my own mind for a long, long time. And, uh, and so, well, if you just, if I could talk to you about it, whatever, maybe I'll change your mind. Nope, ain't going to happen. You're not going to change my mind. Uh, and because uh, nobody's going to give me Bible reasons for disobeying the Bible. So why am I going to talk to them about it uh, uh, for even one second? So it injures our cause sometimes when we defend it. So my challenge for us today uh, is in the spirit of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when a decree is made that you cannot follow because there is definitely biblical principle, you need to obey that principle. 
and you need, need to do so consistently, persistently uh, in your life, uh, and, uh, and just obey the Lord and follow the Lord. Uh, and, uh, and when you're confronted, uh, and you know that that person is just trying to get you or, uh, or beat you or uh, argue with you, whatever, uh, you just say, you know what, uh, you might be saying, I'm not careful to answer you, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, this, uh, this question uh, or this matter. Uh, but you say, you know what, um, you know, I don't need to answer you. I answer to God. Uh, and, uh, and I'm not going to stand before God, um, hopefully, uh, have, not have, I want to stand before Him having not compromised principle because somebody else guilted me into it. Um, I love people. I don't want people to get sick. Uh, and, uh, and I've tried to obey all the uh, sanitary things. I told brother, I said, I, was, I, was, I, was, I practiced sanitary things before being sanitary was cool. You know, I washed my hands and, uh, and et cetera uh, long before it's all, that's all we got to do beyond this is be careful and mindful, whatever, uh, and, uh, and on and on and on. Uh, but again, it's just, you know, um, lives on surfaces, doesn't live on surfaces. There's this and that and whatever. And it's like, okay, if, if, if I can wash my hands and kill it, um, certainly there's, <laughs> there's ways uh, that we can uh, come up with vaccines and other types of stuff. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not any of that. And by the way, uh, I concern myself little uh, with all of that and just focus on just consistently living. I want to live uh, my life in peace uh, and, and serve my God. Uh, and, uh, and, and if somebody can do that uh, in China or North Korea uh, or in some Muslim country and uh, under fear every single time they meet, um, I'm going to have a drive-in service. And when somebody kind of rolls through uh, you know, um, I'm not really concerned about it. I was thinking about that the other day because there was a car that, if you were here, it just kind of drove through, and, uh, and I wasn't paying attention. It kind of came over here, and I, I, turned, I was sitting on a chair, and I turned around, and, uh, and, I, and the, the teenager in me wanted to go, could you? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, but sure enough, I would have been on some video uh, or whatever because they had their cameras out. But, you know, I just don't, I don't do stuff like that. So what, okay, thank you. We're just going to serve God, and, uh, and we're going to do uh, like Daniel did, uh, like he always did, uh, and will always do, and that's what we had. We have church in a blizzard. We got church, we'll have church in a, in a virus. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have church. If there's an earthquake uh, and, uh, and the road's clear to get here and the church is still standing, we're just going to have church. And uh, so there's only, you know, and by the way, if the building is destroyed, the church is not a building. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, we've heard a lot of people saying the church is in the building. The church is in, you know, we've got to go to be the church uh, and uh, on and on and on. Uh, I'm just, uh, if, if Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, were, were putting together a basketball team, uh, uh, there's a whole lot of preachers I don't think they'd pick for their team. They, they wouldn't, there's a whole lot of preachers uh, that uh, if uh, you went, they, go, they wouldn't have you sit at their lunch table. Uh, probably shaking their head. The Bible says that we're, in, we're compassed about by a great cloud of witnesses. 
And if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were watching some of us as preachers, our behavior and our decisions uh, during this coronavirus stuff, uh, they'd be shaking their heads, giving us some eye rolls. Because I just don't think that we've handled it very well. We, now we, many people have done the best that they can. Uh, and, uh, but, um, you know, just because uh, a politician, um, who, by the way, most of them who have made all these rules um, are uh, not very friendly to Christians. Uh, it doesn't matter. Can't obey your rule, king. And, uh, well, you don't understand. I'm going to throw you in a fire furnace. Still can't obey it. Just can't. And, uh, well, explain what God is going to deliver you. Uh, I've got to explain it. It's, it's useless for me to explain it to you. You do what, you do what you're going to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if God delivers me, great. If he doesn't deliver me, great. Um, but he's still God. And I'm not going to follow. You say, well, you know, it's not that, uh, you know, following these rules and that, whatever, and, and, uh, and all this different stuff and ordinances of men and whatever, uh, we're missing it. Uh, and, uh, and we have um, seen a lot of overreach into, into churches. Uh, and it's sad and it's scary, uh, but um, it happens all around the world. You know, long before all this happened, it's been happening everywhere. And uh, so, what are we going to do? Um, you know, New York. They say if you have church, we'll shut you down permanently. Still going to have church. <laughs> I appreciate the little preachers out there in New York. It's like, hey, we're still having church. Uh, Brother Hamilton uh, in, uh, in Mississippi, uh, who's a friend, is having church. A bunch of cops come in, show up, whatever, uh, and um, then it is back out there again the next time. And, uh, and so um, what would you do if they started passing out $500 fines to everybody attending a drive-in service? Would you show up? That, you know, say, well, that's putting the pressure on. It's just the principle of the thing. And, uh, and if we're not willing to stand for a principle, um, I mean, who's going to? If, if Bible-believing Christians won't, who's going to do that? So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, they just believed God, trusted in God. They just did. They said, we don't have to answer you. Uh, and uh, God delivered them. I'm thankful for that. And so, uh, so I hope and pray that you'll be persuaded, fully persuaded in your own mind that you'll live by principle uh, and uh, as well. And I believe that if you do, uh, that God will bless you for it. Let's all stand today with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And-